Welcome back to another episode of Let's Wrap. I want you to know that this word today is going to bless your soul. How can I be so sure? Because even as God was giving me this word to give to you, he was delivering my soul. He was encouraging my heart and he is going to encourage you today as well. I know, like me, many times you may have wondered, God, do you hear me? God, do you see me? He wants you to know that he sees everything you're going through and he has not forgotten you. He knows that you're doing all you know how to do, yet the situation has not changed. As a matter of fact, it seems to be getting harder and harder for you to bear it. God wants you to know today that he understands that despite all you're going through, all the sacrifices, all your prayers, all your tears, even the fact that you said you don't know how much more of this you can take. God sent me to tell you today that despite the pain you're feeling from this situation or this circumstance that you're going through right now, there's a purpose for your pain. So be confident in knowing that out of everything, he is allowing you to go through even now it is so that he might get the glory out of your life. Just trust the process and know your pain has a purpose. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be covering part one of this two-part series entitled, There's a Purpose for Your Pain. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 5th through the 10th verse. Let's read. Of such a one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And least I should be exalted among measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Least I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it may depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessity, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's wrap. As we begin to look at this passage of scripture and I begin to study this chapter, God began showing me through the life of Apostle Paul exactly what it looks like to be able to go through something that's extremely painful and be able to come to grips with what's happening. The Apostle Paul was able to come to the understanding that there was a purpose for his pain. This is what God wants us to know today, that there's a purpose for your pain. As I continued to study the book of Corinthians, the Lord began to show me that out of all the things that he allowed the apostle Paul to gain and to experience that made him the man that he was, a Hebrew among the Hebrews, a Israelite among the Israelites, 
the seed of Abraham, a minister of Christ, an abundant laborer, all the things that were mentioned in 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 22nd through the 30th verse, out of all those things that the apostle Paul documented, I found it very interesting that in the end, the apostle Paul came to this conclusion in 2 Corinthians 11 and 30. Apostle Paul said, the only thing that was worth bragging or boasting about was the things concerning his infirmities. That's right. You heard me correct. The things concerning his afflictions, not the many accomplishments, but instead the stripes that he received above measure, not the accolades, but about the frequent visits in prison, not just prison, but the times he was sentenced to death row, not the churches that he had established, but the three times he had been shipwrecked and the night and days he spent at sea in perils of water, perils meaning serious and immediate danger. The apostle Paul found himself again and again in immediate danger, not about the miracles that he had performed, but the times that he was in danger of robbers, in danger of his own countrymen, in danger of Gentiles. He said in danger of cities, in danger of wilderness, in danger of false brethren. You know what I'm talking about. Those who pretend to be with you when they're really against you. The apostle Paul said, these are the things that I'm going to brag about. Not the fact that he had a vision of paradise, but all the times that he was weary, the times that he toiled at night, the sleepless nights that he had to endure. Apostle Paul said the times he was hungry, the times he was thirsty, those many times he was naked and cold. These are the things he's going to boast about. The apostle Paul went on to say, not only that, but there are times that there, there's a burden that I'm carrying. I'm carrying a burden for the church. The fact that the church is weak. And when the church is weak, I felt weak. When the church was upset, I was upset. Every time someone was led away to sin, the apostle Paul said, I felt that. What I began to realize the more I studied this passage is that on the contrary to proper belief, on the contrary to how many times I've been told again and again about how much I should and should not share about my personal life, how much I should and should not share about my struggle with others, about my pain, about my trials, about my tribulations, about the things that I'm going through, those things that seem to make me weak, despite all that I've been told in the past about how much others should and should not know about our life. In the end, I had to agree with the apostle Paul. The apostle Paul said it like this. He said, if I was to boast, in other words, I'm not one that go around here boasting about anything, but if I did boast, it would be about the things that show just how weak I truly am. In other words, the apostle Paul was saying, I most certainly would not be boasting about my accomplishments. If I'm going to boast in anything, it's going to most certainly be about my weaknesses. It's going to most certainly be about how weak I truly am. Unlike us. Oh yeah. You know how we are. We can't wait to tell others about all the good things we've done or even more about all the good things that our loved one has done or doing how they earned this degree or that degree or how we obtained this position or that title and how we got the new house or how we got the new job or how we started the business, how we built it from the ground with our very own hands. We're quick to tell somebody, if not everybody, about all the good things that we've done. You know what I'm talking about. We're quick to tell others about those things that have the tendency to stroke our ego or 
boost our popularity status or boost our Facebook likes or boost our Instagram uh, likes. We're quick to post the exciting moments of our lives on social media, but I wonder how many listening to me today will be willing to be transparent not about what makes you look good or not about what makes you feel good, but about something that might not look so good on our spiritual resumes. I wonder how many today will be willing to be transparent and boasting your affirmities and the things concerning your weaknesses like the apostle Paul. I wonder if I have just one person out there today who's willing to boast in in the things concerning your struggle. Do I have anybody who's listening to me today who's willing to be real and willing to boast in the fact that you've been hurt in the church, but yet you go to church every Sunday with a smile on your face and act as if nothing has happened. And at the same time, you have to minister to others while you're dealing with your own pain. I wonder, is there anybody who listening to me today I wish I just had one person who was willing to take off the mask and say, Lord, I don't understand why you allow me to go through this. But like the apostle Paul, I'm going to boast in the thing concerning my infirmities. The definition of infirmity is a condition of being feeble, feeble meaning like a physical strength, especially as a result to age or illness. Is there anybody out there who listened to me today that's finding yourself in a feeble condition? Have you found yourself in an infirmity? Have you found yourself like a physical strength? because of your age or illness or a situation or a circumstance that you're going through. The bottom line is some of us been going through a situation or a circumstance so long that we've allowed ourselves to become feeble because of the situation. We don't have any physical strength of our own to be able to get through the current situation that we're going through. I found out that infirmity also mean frailty, meaning weak. If we will be willing to be completely honest with ourselves, we will be willing to be like the apostle Paul and acknowledge that we are too weak to fight this battle by ourselves. I also found that infirmity mean disease, physical or mental. A lot of us are suffering physical and mental diseases because we insist on doing things on our own. Instead of doing things God's way, we find ourselves getting weak. Infirmity also mean personal failure. For years, many of us have been struggling in silence, going around and around in circles with the same issues again and again and again. Why? Because we are too afraid to talk to anybody about the things we are going through, about the things we're having to endure. We fear being talked about and being judged. So we continue to deal with our infirmities alone. What I learned about the apostle Paul as I was studying this chapter is that he refused to go any longer in silence. He said, if I boast about anything, it will most certainly be about my infirmities, about my weaknesses. After reading that, I couldn't help but to ask the Lord a question. I began to say, Lord, if the apostle Paul, one of the greatest men in the new Testament, if he could say he will boast in his infirmities, what's the matter with us? Why is it that your 20th century believers, the body of Christ, feel as though we have to suffer alone, feel as though we have to suffer in silence? Why is it that so many believers feel as though we can't share with anybody what it is we're going through? But like so many times before, the Lord began to answer my question. But first, I have to give you a warning and let you know to be careful when you start asking the Lord questions. Why do you say that, Elder Walker? I say that because you might not always like the answer that he's going to give you. The Lord began to tell me, he said, because unlike the Apostle Paul, 
Unlike the Apostle Paul, Elder Walker, many of my people, including you, have not yet learned the secret of letting my strength, of letting my power be perfected in the midst of your pain. He went on to tell me, he said, the bottom line is they fear man more than they fear me. The truth of the matter is, he said, you don't really trust me. He said, yeah, I know you say that you trust me, but do you really trust me? I begin to say, Lord, I trust you. He said, Shanina, just like so many others, you're afraid of boasting in your infirmity because you're waiting to see what the outcome of the situation is going to be. You shouldn't have to wait till the battle is over to be willing to share with someone that you've been in a battle, but you should be willing to boast and shout in the midst of your battle. I don't know about you, but right about there, I begin to get excited. The Lord began to minister to my heart and my soul. Let me know that too many times we're waiting until we come out of a situation to begin to tell someone that we've been in a situation. He said, but I'm talking about you trusting me and taking me at my word. I'm talking about you letting the world know that though you slay me yet shall I trust you. He said, I'm talking about Hebrew 11 and one. I'm talking about Shanina. You have a now faith. He said, you got to have the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that you can't even see yet. Stop waiting around for that thing that you can see. He said, because the judge shall live by faith. I'm telling you today, church, that we as believers of God, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. We can't wait around to see what the outcome is going to be, but we got to trust God and take him at his word. Now, after having my little conversation with the father, it became evident to me that the problem with many of us is, is we're still trying to get through this thing. We're still going through our situation, our circumstance, and we're trying to deal with it with our own might and our own power. We have yet to rely on the spirit of God. We have yet to believe Roman 8 and 28. Roman 8 and 28 said, for we know that all things work together for those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. So I have just one question for you today. Those who are listening to me, do you love him? Are you the called according to his purpose? Do you know that you didn't call yourself? Do you know you're not called of your own? Where you can trust and believe today that all things are working for your good. Many of us are in denial. We're still refusing to acknowledge that when it comes to the situation or the circumstances that that we're facing in our lives that we are powerless. As long as we try to hold on to it with our own might and our own power, the power of God will never be perfected in us in order for us to be all that he has called us to be. Before the foundation of this world, we have to allow his power to be perfected in us before we can reach a dying world. He began to tell me, Shanina, before you can tear down principalities of darkness, you have to allow my power to be perfected in you. It's not about us, but it's about the power of God being manifested in our lives. So I asked you the same question the Lord asked me. He said, Shanina, how is my power of perfection being manifested in your life? He said, it's going to be manifested in your life the same way I manifested in the life of the apostle Paul. When we look at the seventh verse, the apostle Paul said, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh. I wonder how many under the side of my voice right now at this very moment is experienced a thorn in your flesh or how many have ever experienced what it feels like to have a thorn in a part of your body. 
Well, I stopped by to tell you today that it's a very painful experience, depending on how deep the thorn goes in. Now, most of you know that I grew up in the South. For about 28 years, I lived there. I spent most of my time running around, walking around barefooted in the South. Now, down South, we have what's called sticker brows or sticker burrs. They, for some of you who don't know what they are, they're little circular, sharp, pointy splendors. They grow like wild weeds and they grow green, but over time they have the tendency to dry out and fall to the ground. Now the problem is, is that many times you can't see them until you already accidentally stepped on them. However, even though you can't see them, you most certainly will never forget the experience of what it felt like when you step on them. Trust me when I say, even though it may be by accident that you would often step on one, it didn't make it no less painful of the situation. A lot of time we find ourselves getting in situations by accident uh, with no fault of our own. A lot of time we're drawn into situations as the Bible say by our own lust. But there's again, there's situation that are come at the hands of somebody else that we find ourselves forced in. It don't make it no less painful when you're going through the situation. But I stopped by to tell you today that many times when I was going through a situation, many times when I found myself with a stick of brow in my foot, I had to run to mama and get mama to help me to pull it out. Somebody better hear me today that while you're going through the midst of your situation, you better call on Abba Father because God is the only one who's going to be able to get you through this situation or the circumstances that you're going through. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient. No matter what you're going through, he's the only one that's going to be able to pull you through the situation. My, 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 it appears we've gotten off to a great start. I declare to you today, I really, really wanted to teach this word, but this word is so powerful that the preach woman would just not stay down. I found myself preaching this word of God. I want you to know that no matter what it is you're going through at this very moment, God's grace is sufficient for you. So please come back and join us next week as we continue with this two-part series entitled, There's a Purpose for Your Pain. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this. As always, I love you, Elder Walker love you, but God will always love you more. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until the next time, have a